0: Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're gonna hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. So it it's Christmas again, have you noticed? Very definitely Christmas. Lots of stuff happened going on. Uh, one of the things that we do in our family, we have a tradition now these days where we um, have a Christmas party for the grandkids who are close enough to come. And we, we do all sorts of things. We have games. We have crafts. We have a movie and all sorts of food. Also, so we have a great time with them. Uh, but so this year we said, hey, we want to do Christmas snowflakes. It's decoration, so tell them to make some snowflakes before you come. And so we knew that I, we should probably make some ourselves, right? And so I know how to make a snowflake. What can be tough about that? Well, I found out. And so I'll show you. Here was my first snowflake. It kind—it it looks like a bug, ha. So that's not working. So I did what we all do when we don't know how to do something anymore and we want to learn. What do we do? YouTube. So I went to YouTube and I learned a little bit, and so you know I got one like that. Well, that's that's not bad, right? Not bad. But then I did this. This is the good and the not bad and the ugly. (laughs) And you know, Christmas time overall, we tend to think of it as a very positive time, a happy time, and for quite the majority of people it is. But you know, there are people, probably some of you here today, who Christmas is mixed at best because of what you've experienced in your life. Things that got associated with Christmas for you, that were negative and hard and bad and, and maybe has affected you for a long time, and so not everybody sees Christmas as just this good thing, and we need to be sensitive to that with the people around us. And if we you notice someone's like that, do we encourage them right, and uh, help them maybe to be able to enjoy Christmas a little better? So this good news, bad news kind of thing going on, and even in the Christmas story itself, there's some good news bad news stuff going on. In the Gospel of Luke, as it's telling the Christmas story, it says this, of course we know the story right, how she, Mary was very pregnant and they made their way to Bethlehem. And it says here, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And then the angels showed up and announced to the the shepherds and they said this to them. The angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's good news, isn't it? But really, to understand that, we have to understand that there's also bad news there. And the bad news is that we need a Savior. Right? There's a reason why God sent a Savior. And that's the bad news for us. And so today we're going to look at the Christmas story and, and, like I said, really try to understand what does it mean for us personally? Well, I sung that song so, so many times at Christmas, right? And, and many of you know I was a choir director for well over 25 years, and so we did all sorts of versions of that song. Uh, I also had the privilege of the, uh, over many of those years to direct a children's choir. Now, directing a children's choir is a different, very different thing, okay? Whole different experience, but, but you know what? The kids are maybe a little smarter than we think. Because it was in one of those children's choirs that I learned the name of the angel who showed up and announced to the shepherds. You know what his name is? No, it's not Gabriel. It's It's Harold. Hark how Harold the angel sings. Okay. And so, you know, we we sing about the shepherds. But, of course, a lot more happened at the shepherds. The shepherds actually go and visit the baby Jesus. We have uh, the wise men who see the star and make their way to it. But one of the the, the lines that stands out from um, Eric and Denise's song, Hark the Herald Angels, is this, God and sinners reconciled. That is good news, isn't it? That we can be reconciled to God. But, again, the bad news is what? We need to be reconciled. The Bible is very clear and our experience confirms it. That we're all born with a sinful nature. A nature where we want to do what we want to do. We want things to go our way. We kind of feel like by nature that we are the most important thing in the world. And we learn to kind of cover that up and do better and all that. But in the process, we have sinned that's not a real popular word now, I know. But by sin, I mean we did things God told us not to do. And it means that we didn't do things that God told us to do. And and the things that we did do, we didn't always do with the right attitude. And and so we've all sinned against a God who is so holy that he will not accept, just accept sin and accept it in his presence. It's not going to happen. And so we're in trouble by nature. That's our experience in life. We are in trouble. We are not reconciled with God. And this is why Jesus came. Because he's going to grow up, live, die, rise again. And when we put our faith in him as Savior and receive him as Savior, then we can be reconciled with God. Everything could be made right. The Bible tells us that God was with Jesus there as he dies on the cross for us and it says he was reconciling the world to himself. He was putting everything in place so that all we have to do is say yes to God and receive Christ as Savior and we can be reconciled to him. Amazing thought, born as the king of Israel in in, in fulfillment of their scriptures, but born the king of the universe, right? An amazing thing. That ought to made all the uh, headline news, right? Of course, there wasn't that same kind of access to information back then as there is today. Uh, But think about this. Some people in the story we see, they obviously realized what was going on. But what about the people right in Bethlehem? Jesus is born. It seen that he was born at night because that's when the angels show up and, and talk to the shepherds and all of that. What was most of Bethlehem doing? It's not, it's not a trick question. They were, sleeping. they were sleeping. That's right. And so they might have heard about it the next day. They might not. But the idea is they were sleeping. They missed it. You know, Can you imagine, you know, waking up and then finding that you missed that than what it was, and so um, much sadder thing is that today, that any of us here, any of us watching, would miss the point, would miss the reason that Jesus came, and we don't want you to miss that reason. He came. As we've already talked about, because we were people who had sinned against a holy God and we needed a Savior. And God loved us so much that He sent His Son into the world. Uh, the Son of God, born as a baby, grows up, lives a perfect, sinless life, dies on the cross for us. And as He dies on the cross, God places the guilt for my sins and the guilt for your sins, the sins of the whole world. And Jesus dies there paying that penalty rises from the dead three days later to be our Savior if if we pay attention to this message believe it and then open up our hearts to receive Jesus as Savior and the only other option is not a good one and that's missing out we certainly don't want to miss out on what the Lord is doing what he's done um and in the middle of all the celebration and the fun and the food and the happiness and the get togethers that we wouldn't miss, that God was really doing that first night in the manger. We have, I guess I started to say a hint, but it's a little more straightforward than that. When the angel appeared to Joseph and explained to him what was going on, and he says to him this to him, he says, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means God saves, or God is Savior. And so, you have this little baby born, what are you naming him? We're naming him... Jesus, Because this little baby lying in this manger has come to be the savior of the world, the one who will provide forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And that's what's going on. So let's, let's listen um, now to Jamie and Joan as they sing about what was really happening in the manger that night. So this story... That this was just not an ordinary baby. It wasn't even just a special baby. This baby was God in human form. God came down and became a man. Uh, And that's a little hard for us to get our heads around sometimes. But God can do that. And so he came down to earth and he's, he's laying there. He is God in human form. And he is going to grow up. He's going to live a perfect and sinless life because he is God. He was God. Still is. And so he lived a perfect sinless life. So he had no sins of his own that he had to take care of. And so that's why he was able when it came time. And he is put on the cross and crucified for us. That the Bible tells us that God the Father took my sins. Which more than I can count. Place the guilt on Jesus. Your sins place the guilt on Jesus. Jesus. Sins of the whole world, anyone who's ever lived or ever will live, place those sins on Jesus. And he died making payment in full for those things. And rose again three days later, showing that he is who he said he was, and he did what he said he did. And the reality is for us, is that God does not take away our, our free choice. He doesn't make us accept his gift of eternal life. We receive Christ, we get eternal life. He doesn't make us accept that. We have to make a conscious choice. We have to believe what's really true about Jesus, that he is the Son of God, he's the Lord. He's the one who died for our sins and rose again. We believe that. We understand that we've sinned against the Holy God and need a Savior. And then by faith we put our trust in Jesus to be our Savior. And that's what we mean when we talk about receiving Christ as Savior. So here's what the Bible says. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means we've all blown it. And it's not about comparing yourself to somebody else because you might be able to find someone who's worse than you and someone who's better than you, you think, and all that. doesn't work that way. We've all sinned. Every one of us, we've come short. The good news is that the angel said, for there is born to you this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And then... The Apostle John, in one of the letters he wrote, he says this: that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Let me illustrate this for you here today. So this is a gift, right? It's a box with a, and we would give it as a Christmas gift, and um, it says here that God has given us eternal life, and where is that eternal life found? What's it say? In his son, okay? So I want to imagine, have you imagine with me that this is what God has given us. His gift to us starts with Jesus Christ. And he says that when we receive Christ as Savior, what else do we get? According to what's on the screen there. Right, within Christ, when we receive Christ as Savior, we get the eternal life. That's what it says. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So when we receive Christ as Savior, we receive the eternal life. And the scripture here continues. It's quite clear. It says, he who has the Son has eternal life. So there's only one thing that keeps you from having eternal life, and that's that you have not received Christ as Savior. Okay? And that's what we need to do to get eternal life. And then it says, it clarifies, he who does not have the Son does not have eternal life. Because there's only one way to get eternal life. And that's through receiving Jesus as Savior. Okay? So, God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Now, if you receive Christ as savior, that means you, again, you acknowledge who he really is, you you understand your sin problem, that you are lost. And by the way, lost means that you stand before God in judgment, you will be found guilty and the punishment for that is hell. Okay, and you, you understand that. And so instead, you say, No, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus to be my Savior. I'm going to trust what He did for me. I'm going to receive Christ as my Savior. You know, I'm turning away from my own ways of of life, and I'm I'm accepting Him. And when we do that, we receive Christ, we get the eternal life. But we have more than this. What comes with eternal life? Every sin forgiven. Because how many of your sins did he die for? Everyone. All of them. So everyone forgiven. Does he know the sins you haven't committed yet? Yes. He died for those as well. Amazing, isn't it? And of course, when he died for those sins and we are now forgiven, we avoid hell. Certainly worth avoiding. (laughs) And then, at that very moment, God's Spirit moves into us. Deep down inside there. And and Changes our heart and, and so we can start doing better and we can learn how God wants us to live and start making those choices. So he, he moves in and he doesn't ever leave us. He will never leave us nor forsake us when we receive Christ as Savior. Somebody already mentioned this one to me today. You also get church family. You become part of something in this spiritual life. You're connected. Uh, every one of us here who have received Christ as Savior, we have this connection with each other that's spiritual. And so you get that. You get new purpose in life. You know, you you might examine what you're living for and say, oh, that's not what I should be living for. Or maybe God reinforces it. But he has a purpose for you. You matter. God has something. He, He created you to do something. But you have to receive Christ and have his life within you To be able to understand that, and then to do something about it, and and really, this is Peter says this because there's so much more. It's everything uh, that we need for living a godly life. Everything, man, how valuable is this gift? Huh? Seriously. I, it's hard for me to imagine why someone wouldn't want to receive Christ as Savior. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. If, if you haven't ever received Christ as Savior, you're unclear on it, you aren't sure, I want to give you an opportunity to really nail this down for yourself. And so, in just a moment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to receive Christ as Savior, you say, I want to really, I understand I've lost I, I need to be saved, I need a Savior, and you want to receive him today, you're just gonna pray that prayer along with me. And you pray silently, you don't have to pray out loud, God knows what you're thinking and what's in your heart. Um, and these aren't magic words, nothing like that, but it's, I'm just gonna help you to express where you're at and your decision to receive Christ as Savior, okay? So let's, let's just all bow our heads right now, if you would. Close your eyes. And if you want to receive Christ as savior, you want to settle this once and for all in your life, never have to you know doubt it again. Pray along with me, pray silently and just say something like this to God say, God, I need a savior. I know that I've sinned against you. I know if I stand in judgment before you that I will be guilty. And I know that my guilt will condemn me to hell. That's definitely not what I want. I believe that Jesus is who the Bible says he is. That he is your son, that he is the Lord. That he rose from the dead. And right now, I choose to receive Christ as my savior. I'm putting my faith in him and what he did for me on the cross so I might have my sins forgiven and receive eternal life. Amen. Let's just keep our heads bowed and eyes closed just a little bit longer. If you made that decision today, here's the good news. You have all of the things that we looked at inside this gift. When you got Christ, you got all those things. That means you've got eternal life. When this life is over, you're going to live with the Lord in heaven. Uh, your sins are forgiven, every one of them, and God himself has moved in. And he's, going to, he's already started making changes in you deep down on the inside that eventually will work their way out into your life. But it's really important that you act on this decision that you made. This isn't just kind of like a a wishful thought. This is a decision that you've made to receive Christ as Savior. So you need to act on that. You need to begin making decisions. I I need to get to church to to hear the Bible preached and taught. I need to learn things. I need to be with other Christians. and, And maybe there's some things in your life so you need to change. And you say, I don't know how to change those. And you get help. The idea is that God wants to work in your life. What I want to do right now is give you an opportunity to take a very first step in doing something about your decision. In just a moment, I'm gonna ask you if you prayed with me to receive Christ, just to lift up your hand and hold it up so that I can see. And then we will pray for all of you who made that decision today, okay? So it's your first opportunity to act on that decision. So if you just prayed with me to receive Christ, nobody looking around, please. Would you just lift up your hand right now so I can see it? Yes, I see that. Yes, I see that. Yes, I see that. Keep them up, please. Yes, I see that hand over there. All right. Awesome. You can put your hands down. Father, I come to you and I thank you for each of these people who who prayed to receive your Son as Savior. I pray also, Lord, for maybe some others who did but just weren't quite sure about raising their hands. I, I ask, Lord, that you... First, I thank you. Thank you for what you've done in there deep down inside in their hearts. I, I also ask that this would be very real to them. Would be, they, they would choose to live on their decision, to live it out. Um, help them, Lord. I pray that, that they will begin to live their lives more and more the way you want them to. And if they need help with that, that they would let us help them. Thank you, Father. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. It's kind of dark, so I can't see everything. But I think there are at least eight people today who raise their hands. And we're so glad. And that's just the beginning step. Okay. Um, so let's go forward together, huh? I uh, want well, to wish we you a merry Christmas. We're not done yet. We're going to sing one more time. So I'm going to ask the band to go ahead and come on up. Come on up, band, and. Uh, As they do, let me remind you next Sunday morning, our candlelight service at 10 o'clock in the morning. And um, so we'll have a couple songs announcement and then we will go into our candlelight service. And we, we read the Christmas story. We sing the carols that go along with each part of the story. So we really encourage you to come and be a part of that.